0: This episode is brought to you by MGMA Events. Join us June 6th through the 8th for a robust and convenient learning experience featuring education from industry leaders covering a wide variety of challenges facing medical practices today. MGMA Summit is a signature online event that allows you to take control of your journey by attending live or by accessing the sessions at your own pace until july 8th go to mgma.com slash events to learn more and to register today hello everyone i'm daniel williams senior editor of mgma and host of the mgma podcast network today we welcome sandy Jean greco brown and diane weiss to the show
1: Hi, daniel thanks for having us
0: It's great to have you here. And just to let everybody know, Sandy is Director Coding and Revenue Integrity at Clifton Larson Allen. And Diane is Vice President Revenue Integrity and Education at Restorix Health. Today, uh, they're here to talk about navigating today's world of audits. Sandy, Diane, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks Thanks for having us. us. All right.
0: Now, before we take a deep dive into your topic, First, tell us about your background and what led you to focus on the revenue cycle and coding. Uh, Sandy, let's start with you.
2: Thanks, Daniel. Well, I have been in healthcare my entire career, and I really love being able to help folks navigate through, okay, if you are audited and it's going to happen, and just thinking about that. So in my current role, I try to help a lot of our clients and to just be a resource for them because sometimes um, they don't have those internal resources. So being able to help them, guide them through it and so forth, um, I uh, have multiple uh, coding certifications and then also just finished my master's about a year and a half ago where I focused on population health and I love that. I love being able to help people get care and be able to to navigate the system. so thank that, you.
0: That is great and I congratulations on getting that master's degree and I didn't mention to everybody earlier. you have like the entire alphabet after your <laughs> name. so that is something to be proud of. Diane, you also have a lot of letters after your name so, Tell us a little bit about that background as well.
1: Sure, so like Sandy, my career has spanned um, 30 plus years in healthcare. It's been what I would call a natural progression. After managing a general surgery practice for 10 years, I moved to the payer side of healthcare and worked for one of the Medicare contractors for about 12 years, focusing on provider outreach and education, how to help those guys know the Medicare requirements and coverage guidelines. and and helping them to ensure they were getting the best reimbursement they could. And then from um, my Medicare career, I went back to the provider side and was the internal Medicare consultant for a large health system in New Orleans. And did that for about six years before moving into my current role now, um, which is about to hit its 12th year as well. And all things revenue cycle crossed through my team, through my department, but we do have a significant focus on reimbursement and revenue integrity, which is directly influenced by all of the audit activity that's going on in today's healthcare.
0: Okay, well, thank you for that. Now, we are here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we're at the uh, Medical Practice Excellence, Financial and Operations Conference. Y'all are both speakers and you're gonna be speaking on the topic of audits. So. Sandy, I'll turn to you. Uh, Where did this interest in uh, audits come from?
2: Well, I think it's a natural thing that um, Diane and I both spend a fair amount of our time trying to help folks in navigating through um, the audit process when you are audited, because it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and then being able to learn from that. And that's really what I love. And I think Diane does too. If If they listen to us, they'll hear that we're very passionate about the education piece. And so knowing how to navigate those and then how to respond to make sure that you are following up on the audits, you are responding. Um, and if you need to change some practices, you can as well. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, it is um, It is a
1: complex process. All, all of the external auditing that we're um, inundated with, and I think we would all agree that there is a lot of audit activity happening in today's healthcare especially when you look at the, the dollars spent on healthcare are we spending those dollars appropriately are we paying for the most appropriate services that are first and foremost well documented so that's a big piece of it as well um you know we know most of the audit activity is driven by CMS we talk about RACs and CERTs and contractor probes and predominantly in today's world TPE audits so that's where we do see a lot of the focus and as it relates to, to the commercial payers, we're pretty familiar with what CMS and our government payers uh, encompass, but we're now seeing that same level of audit intensity on the commercial side, mm-hmm. particularly in the Advantage plans, mm-hmm. who, who actually mirror up a lot mm-hmm. of what CMS does through their external audit programs. And um, I think a lot of that, and Sandy may have some comments too, I think a lot of that, Daniel, is driven by, um, a recent OIG review of the Medicare Advantage plans and that risk adjustment money that's become a big big ticket item, a big dollar item in, the, in their budgets for CMS and then the payers. And I don't know, Sandy's seen some of that as well. But we think that um, watching those commercial payers as they expand their audit activity, oh. it is very similar and very yeah. much like what we see on CMS's side.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Sandy, I have to ask you because... Uh, some people think of audits like they do going to the dentist and does it have to be painful or why do why are we all so scared and we see this is that four letter word a a d a t maybe a five letter word. Tell us about that.
2: You know, that's the thing is, um, and I know Diane and I. You know, we kind of share the same opinion that we should be doing those proactive audits and looking at our data internally and knowing, oh goodness, we have a provider who's an outlier or whatever it may be. So it doesn't need to be a bad word. And I always tell folks, I'm a friendly auditor. I'm not not just because I'm friendly, but also because (laughs) I I try to notify them or identify things that are, as I try to put them, opportunities. And these are things that you can improve and you can change. So when you're getting these audit notifications from your payers and you have heads up about this, you need to do proactive uh, measures internally. And it, it shouldn't be punitive or looked upon um, in a negative way. It, it's, it's our current... Uh, legal and and our ethical view of what we need to be doing and honestly it's just the environment that we're in right now and I think that there were many many things that were put on hold during covid because we were all just trying to get through right. and now they're there the audits are coming
1: they, they, they are back and, yes. Um. in my organization we also look at it from a proactive and educational and, and again we try to even use the term reviews sometimes when we're working with all of our clinical teams instead of the word audit because it does have that fear connotation right, that it mentioned. Yes. So we, we try to use it from an educational perspective. We, we know that if we may have done something inappropriate, this is our opportunity to fix it okay. and be better going forward. Yes. And I think that's the mentality that Sandy and I both bring to the folks we work with, to the, the people we're engaged with, both on the clinical level and on the business level in healthcare is how do we use this to be better? How do we use this to so Keep our money
0: going forward, so to speak. Exactly. Sandy, if you do get audited, who should be the stakeholders? Who should be from your team on that um, audit management process? So you are staying ahead of things.
2: Absolutely, and you know, setting this team up, um, Daniel, is just the first step. And I think knowing where these audit notices are coming to, because if you don't know when they're sitting on Suzy Q's desk for 10 days, well, the time is a ticking, and by the time you get the notification, you may have five days left to respond to it. So Mm -hmm. that can be pretty tight. So having a formal process in place of knowing where it's coming in, and then having people from Revenue Integrity what department or what practitioner, you know, specialty is involved. And then having the appropriate people, the compliance officer, if for instance, involved, making sure that you have the key people who can <clears throat> respond to this. Um, also having a physician champion if possible, and having maybe even the CMO aware of this, because they can help drive the change too. Like Diane was sharing, there will be opportunities that we identify and they need to be ready to respond to that and change practices when it's necessary. So,
0: Okay. Diane, yeah, yeah I mean, Diane, I wanted you to weigh in as well. I mean, once that uh, clock starts ticking, as Sandy was mm-hmm. talking about, um, what are some of those best practices you want to stick to there to make things as painless as possible?
1: Like, like- Absolutely. And, and
0: we'll uh, think about it as we uh, re- using the dentist metaphor. What's, <laughs> what's the flossing um, when, when we're talking about that yes, editing process? That is process. a
1: great analogy because yes. before that audit letter or that ABR mm-hmm. arrives, we want to make sure you've got the right team in place. Okay. That includes the different mm-hmm. um, departments that Sandy's mentioned. So having a, a team internally is, is the first step in, in being able to navigate successfully through those audits. And again, that team will consist of a lot of different folks. And sometimes it may just be one person in a practice, but that team is going to make sure that they are educating everyone about, if an ADR shows up, where does it get routed to immediately? You mentioned the time frame for responding. We have seen far too many unfortunate instances where an audit was not responded to timely. So there's a denial and then you find yourself navigating through the appeals process. So the first thing we talk about in a best practice is establishing the internal team, whether it's one person or a collection of individuals from different departments. We wanna make sure that we're monitoring that activity as well. And that could be that individual's or that team's responsibility. Who's looking at what and, and how can I use what they're looking at to be proactive on my internal processes? So those are some of the things we like to speak to, to be prepared, to be ready, to have you know your best practice in place for managing navigating and then surviving those audits right. <laughs> successfully. Right. So we like to make sure the vice team's in place and that we do within our practices, within our organizations, make sure that we educate everyone about that process and who to reach out to. You want to become their you want to become their best friend when yeah. that arises so that A you're they're not scared of it and they get the information where it needs to be correctly. Um, and then the other thing that we think is another best practice that we both encourage yeah. To our colleagues and, and our clients to embrace is reporting that up. That needs to be reported up to our practice administrators, our senior leadership. Um, you know, what is being looked at? What might the impact be on our practice? How do we plan and prepare for it?
0: Perfect. So let's get some final thoughts from each of you then. This is a blank canvas, so you can <laughs> paint it however you want, Sandy. So what are some last words you want to leave us with on navigating that audit process or Any other aspect of that?
2: Absolutely. Um, Thanks, Daniel. It's been great to be here today. And I just think, you know, as, as proactive as you can be, we know that the audit activity is coming. So let's try to be prepared you know I always feel like we'll do so much better if we prepare before we go to the dentist if we know what this <laughs> is going to look like is our mouth going to be numb for the rest of the day we probably don't want to have a ton of calls then right. you know so thinking about this and making sure and making sure that as we do identify things that we are reacting to them and that we're changing and improving our processes and that's really where I love to see that doing the education talking about that improving the process this is um, educating the providers as well. So yeah,
1: we talk a lot about being in the know. And if okay. you had yes. to recap it, you need to be in the know. You need to know what um, your government payers and your commercial payers are looking at. You, you need to be aware of it. And you, Sandy, said it very clearly at the beginning. It's not if, it's when you get audited. Right. So knowing what is being looked at, knowing what's being. Um, you know, reviewed and then being prepared, having those um, you know ideas in place, and making sure that we've got the, the framework to address those when they come in. You know, I, like I said, it's it's just being in the know and being prepared to respond positively and constructively, and put any changes in place that need to put in place.
0: That's beautifully said, with well, Diane Sandy. Thanks so much for joining us today on the uh, MTN podcast.
1: Thank, Thank you. you.
0: All right, well that is gonna do it for this episode of MGMA's Insights Podcast, being broadcast today from Orlando. Thanks again to Sandy Giandreco Brown, who's Director of Coding and Revenue Integrity at Clifton Larson Allen, and Diane Weiss, Vice President, Revenue Integrity and Education at Restorex Health. And thanks to you for listening to the MGMA Podcast Network. If you like the work we're doing, Please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.